Amen. Well, God is good. I am so excited to be with you this morning. I want to welcome again everybody who's watching. Wherever you're watching from, whether you're a part of our church or not, you are so welcome here. And my name is Matt. I'm one of the pastors here at Life Church, And I have the incredible pleasure this morning of continuing our sermon series uh, that Pastor Mike kicked off last week, Treasures in Clay Jars. And uh, so excited about that. If you didn't get a chance to catch that message, you're going to want to go back and check it out because Pastor Mike preached an amazingly encouraging message to kick off the series. Uh, and our scripture, our foundational passage is in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7. I'm just going to go ahead and read it right now. And, uh, and just to kind of give you a little bit of background of what we've been talking about. It says this, But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellence of the power of God uh, may be of God and not of us. And then uh, I love how it says in the New, New Living Translation, it says, Now we have uh, this light shining in our hearts, but we ourselves are like fragile clay jars containing this great treasure. This makes it clear that our great power is from God, and not from ourselves. Man, I love that idea of this, this fragile clay jar that is filled up with this amazing treasure. And you know, we are like that. that we are like this, this fragile clay jar, but God fills us up with something unique, and He gives us incredible value. Maybe you need to hear that this morning. God has something valuable inside of you. I love how Pastor Mike puts it. He says this, On our own, we are ordinary. But with Christ in us, we can be extraordinary, or you could say extraordinary. I love that idea. And I think this idea that there's like a treasure inside of us, that there's something that God's given us to do, should resonate with you somewhere deep inside of you. Whether you would consider yourself to be a Christian or not. Because I think there's something within all of us as humanity that wants to believe that there's some purpose to this life. They wants to believe that, that life is not just meaningless, but that there's actually something of meaning and something of purpose. And I think there's this desire in all of us to live a life of meaning. You know, this whole idea, this whole concept brings up some of these kind of deep existential thoughts and questions that I think a lot of people deal with. Like, what is my purpose? And what is my function? And what is my place? And, and, and where do I fit in? What is my place in this world? I was reminded of... Um, a movie I saw once about World War II, and it's about this pilot, this American pilot, that um, decides to go and join the RAF prior, uh, that's the Royal um, Air Force uh, in, in Britain and uh, England, and he goes there to join the RAF prior to America joining the war. And, uh, and so he shows up on the airfield and walks out to the airfield, and it's just a mess. I mean, there's planes in pieces and bullet holes and, you know, smoking planes coming in for a landing. And he meets his commanding officer, and the commanding officer says, hey, well, why don't we get you settled, and then we'll show you to your plane. And, and the American goes, well, it looks like you guys need more help in the air right now than you do with me getting settled, so why don't you get me in a plane? And the commanding officer turns to him and says, uh, are all of you Americans so anxious to get themselves killed? And his response is classic. He turns to him and says, hey, I'm not anxious to die. I'm just anxious to matter. Isn't that true? Anxious to matter. We all have a desire to find out what that is that God has for us to do. What it is that we're supposed to do in this life. What is my purpose? What do I do with my faith? And this morning, we're going to delve deeper into the question of, how do I access this treasure that's inside of me? 
I mean, if what Pastor Mike said last week is true, that God has put a treasure in me, then what am I supposed to do with that? How do I live in light of the fact that the Bible tells me that God has put a treasure inside of me? And so here's how we're going to do that, church. We're going to spend some time in one of my favorite passages of Scripture, which is in the book of Romans, chapter 12. And over the next two weeks, we're going to go and delve into this chapter of Romans chapter 12. This morning, we're only going to take three verses. In fact, we're going to start with the prior verse in verse chapter 11. You can start getting your phone out right now or your Bible out right now and turning there with me if you'd like to. It's going to be Romans chapter 12. And we're going to take some time to delve into this passage, to camp out here for a bit. And what I love about Romans 12 when it comes to the subject of your purpose and understanding the treasure that God has put in you is that it is intensely practical. And you're going to see that here. I can't wait for you to see this with me as we dive into this passage today. The title of my message would be, For His Glory. So without any further ado, let's turn there today. Romans chapter 12. And let's read it together. We're going to start in verse 11 and 36. And just as a reminder to you all, when, these, when this letter was written, the numbers weren't in there, right? There was no 12, there was no 1136. It was added later uh, uh, by scholars to help us to be able to have a reference point to find what we're looking for. But it wasn't originally there. This was actually a, a letter that was written all the way through. So here's what it would sound like to somebody that was originally listening to it. It says, For everything comes from Him and exists by His power and is intended for His glory. All glory be to Him forever. Amen. And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all He has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind that He will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship Him. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. All right, let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much this morning for your word, Lord God. Thank you that your word will accomplish what it is set up to do and it will not return void. I pray this morning, Lord God, that you would help me as your, as your servant to get out of the way so that you can do whatever you want to do in the lives of each person listening to this, Lord God. I pray that we would be changed by you and not one of us would be the same. We ask it now in Jesus' name. And everybody at home said, Amen. So, the question is, there's this treasure we read about it at the very beginning today. We, we heard about it last week. But what do we do with that treasure? How do we access it? And I believe that the key, one of the keys to understanding how to access that treasure is found right here in these verses that we just read. And I'm going to show you what I mean by that. Starting in Romans chapter 11, verse 36, it says, For everything comes from Him and exists by His power and is intended for His glory. All glory to Him forever. Amen. Okay, so how do we access this treasure? Number one. We need to recognize that everything comes from Him. Recognize that everything comes from Him. First uh, Colossians 1.16 says, For by Him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created through Him and for Him. In other words, everything that we see around us comes from God. Come on, do you know this is the, the Genesis 1-1 principle. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. That means that every tree, every rock, every ocean, every beautiful blue sky, every bit of sunshine, the, the moon that shines by night, this all came from God. Now you say, Matt, what does this have to do with my treasure? Don't worry, we're building a foundation right now and we're going to get there. 
So number one, we need to recognize that everything comes from him. Number two, this is what it goes on to say, and exists by his power. So we also need to recognize that everything exists by his power. So God gave us all the raw materials around us. But then he also empowered us to be creative and to use those materials. So here's the second thing. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3 says, As his divine power has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. Deuteronomy 8, 18 says, And you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant which he swore to your fathers as it is this day. And finally, one that you'll all know, Philippians chapter 4, verse 13, I can do all things... How? Through Christ who strengthens me. So this is what this looks like practically, okay? So we have a tree, right? And then imagine that you have somebody that is a furniture builder. And they see a tree. And when when I see a tree, I just see a nice big tree. And I think, oh, that's a nice tree. But when a furniture builder sees that tree, they see the furniture that they can build with that tree. Oh, man, that's a type of tree. I don't even know what kind of trees there are. And we can build this, this, and this with that. And they can see beyond that, and they have this amazing power that God has given them to accomplish what they're called to do. So he gives us the resources. He gives us the power to accomplish what he wants us to do, and the creativity to do what he wants us to do. And then finally this. It says this, Everything comes from him and exists by his power, And here's what it's for. It's intended for His glory. So if He made everything, if He gave us the power to creatively use the things that are around us, what is it for? Is it for our glory? Is it so we can show off and say, hey, look how great I am? No, what the Bible is telling us here is He did all this. What is it for? It's for His glory. Philippians 2.13 says, For it is God who works in you both to will and to do for His good pleasure. Listen, we were never designed to take the glory. When we take the glory, we are prone to fall into the greatest trap. And you know what that is? The greatest trap is the trap of pride. See, when we see the things around us and we creatively use them to accomplish things in life, Uh, then the temptation is for us to say, okay, well, I did that, therefore I need to talk about that and I need to build myself up in that. I need to show everybody how great I actually am. And the problem with that is when you fall into that trap, you fall into one of the greatest traps that exists, which is the trap of pride. And we all know what pride does. In Proverbs chapter 16, verse 18, we all heard this one. It says, pride goes before what? Destruction. And the haughty spirit before a fall. So how do we respond? We respond by boasting in the Lord. Everything is for His glory. Everything points back to Him. Okay, so there's our foundation. God made everything. He gave us power. It's His power that is working in everything. And finally, what's it for? It's for His glory. It's for His glory. Now, in light of that, How do we respond to that? Romans chapter 12, verse 1. This is what Paul says. Therefore, in the NIV it says therefore. In in the New King James, it says, I beseech you, therefore. And in the New Living Translation, it says, 
And so, dear brothers and sisters, in light of the fact that God created everything, in light of the fact that He has given us the power, and everything exists by His power, and in light of the fact that it was all intended for His glory, how do we respond to that? Therefore, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all He has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind that he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. So because of these truths, here's our response. And here's how we're going to talk about finding this treasure, okay? It says this, number one, give your life as an act of worship. Come on, and we need to do this daily. We need to reorient our thoughts into this truth daily. Come on, this is something that we need to call ourselves back to all the time. You know, worship is so much more than just a song. We say this all the time, and you've probably heard me say this before, but worship is a lifestyle where we put God first. It's your response to who God is. Life is meant for worshiping Him. That is the purpose of the life that we are given. Come on, it says this. It says, and so dear brothers, I plead with you, give your bodies to God because of all that he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind that he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Come on, life was designed for worshiping him. So when we remember that God created all things, that it exists by his power, and that it is intended for His glory, we can choose to give our lives to Him as an act of worship. That's number one on how we respond to that truth. And number two is this. It goes on to say in Romans chapter 12, verse 2, Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Okay, so here's what it says. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. So what would those be referring to in light of what we've already read? Well, I think the easiest way to figure that out is just reverse engineer uh, Romans 11.36. So in Romans 11.36, everything is from God. Everything comes from His power, and it's for His glory. So if we just reverse engineer it, we take God out of the equation, then what? Then we have everything is from us. Everything comes from our power. And therefore, what is it? Everything is for our glory. Church, this is a pattern that exists in the world around us. I love how um, the Phillips translation says it, do not be squeezed into the world's mold. That mold is a pattern of life that exists around us. And the pattern is this. It's, around, it's, it's from me, it's by my power, and it's for my glory. That's the pattern that exists around us. And I'm going to tell you something right now. That is something that we need to battle against and fight against every day of our lives. How do we do that? We give our life as an act of worship. Come on. And number two, we allow that act of worship to continually change the way that we think. So what does this look like? So I get up in the morning, 
and my first thought is about myself. It's about all the things I need to get done today. Okay, I'm going to focus on this. I got to do this. I got to do this, and uh, and then I'm you know I got to go help my, this person move today, and I'm working on this business deal, and and uh, I got to go meet my grandkids. Maybe it is for you or whatever it is, and that's your first thought is about is about what you're going to do that day. But then you stop, and you set your mind on Jesus, and what does it do? You remember that He created all things that it's here by His power, and that it's actually for His glory. It's intended for His glory. What does that do? That changes the way that you think. And now all of a sudden, you go to work and you're trying to live with integrity. Why? Because you're pointing people to Jesus. You're loving your wife, and you're loving your husband, you're loving your grandchildren, you're loving your kids, you're loving uh, your, your, your family, you're loving your neighbor. Why? Because it points people back to Jesus. It's for His glory. It's the question of how can I bring glory to God? See, the outcome is this. Romans chapter 12 verse 2 says, Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Remember? How do you do that? Allow this act of worship to continually change the way that you think. And what is the outcome of that? Then it says this, Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. So what was the question at the beginning of the whole sermon? How do we find out what this treasure is? How do we access it? How do we, how do we use it? What do we actually do with this treasure that God has put inside of us? Which are these gifts and these things that he's given us uniquely to do. How you do that is, first of all, you recognize that he created everything. That it's here by his power. And that it's intended for his glory. And in response to that, you give your life as an act of worship daily. And then you allow that act of worship to continually change the way that you think. And what does the Bible promise? Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. I love how it says it in Romans 12, 2 in the NKJV. It says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And that word prove there is the word uh, dokimazo. I'm terrible at Greek. I'm sorry, that's a Greek word. Just go on your Google later and find out how that's actually uh, uh, said. But, um, but here's what it actually means. It means to test, literally or figuratively, by implication to approve to allow or to discern or examine or to like, that you may prove, that you may discern what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. What are those treasures that he's put inside of you? What are those things that he's given you to do? You know, and, and that's what we're going to do, church. In the next sermon here next week, we're going to dive back into Romans chapter 12, and we're going to discover more about some of the practical things that God has given us and how we can use those for his glory. But the key to finding the treasure is to recognize, first of all, that everything comes from Him. It exists by His power. It's all for His glory. And then respond by giving your life as an act of worship and allowing that act of worship to change the way that you think. That's where we start, church. And my prayer for you today is that you would come to an, a knowledge of God in a new way today. That if you're, not, if you're here today and you've never heard this message before, 
and, and, and you want to know this, Jesus. My prayer today, I, in a few moments, Pastor Mike's going to come back on and he's going to give you an opportunity to respond to this message. Or maybe you're a believer today and, um, and you're a follower of Jesus, but you just needed to be reminded of this. Come on, this is a daily battle. This is a daily struggle to, to give your life as an act of worship and to allow that act of worship to continually change the way that you think. This is a daily struggle, and I'm calling you back to the simplicity of the reality that He created it all. It is here by His power, and it's for His glory. Amen.